0: All right, here you we know go. me, the king of making weird noises and funny funny experiences. Hey, don't steal my beer. What are you doing? I no. oh, it's right okay. here. Damn it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Cheers.
1: You stumbled on into the Tap Takeover podcast. And welcome back to another episode of the Tap Takeover Podcast. We got a special beer news edition here. We are sitting down at Mobcraft with the one, the only, Henry Schwartz, because we've got some big, exciting news. It's been nonstop coming here, out of here out of Mobcraft. And uh, let's talk about the biggest one, the re-release of the solid non-fail stout. <laughs> now, this is a very limited release that can only be bought via the beer advent calendar yeah, or the twenty four yeah. days of beer miss. Right? <laughs>
0: yep, and a select couple cases that are gonna come out for a certain fest that has a lot of stouts in it.
1: Oh no 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 stout fest so this came as a big surprise to me. Uh, and <laughs> so we're very excited to I taste this will be a blind tasting coming in here. So I'm excited uh, to see what it is like because Well let's
0: just start off with it Cheers to you Jim Cheers
1: Henry So uh, just initial aroma Is uh, big maple right there Now it does say on the can Hints of maple and coffee So we'll yep. see if that uh, Foul tradition here <laughs> That's not hinty of maple <laughs>
0: Hey, it's Henry. Mobcraft Hints of Maple, which means there's <laughs> maple in it. Uh, so I just had a beer the other day, and I was reading, like, hints of Passion Fruit, and Passion Fruit is, like, the most bold flavor if you drop an ounce in it. I'm like, there's no Passion Fruit in here. Why would you even advertise hints? What's the point of doing a hint of something if you want it to taste like something? We mostly do it to just confuse everybody because, you know, somebody's going to complain. <laughs> Your so hint is a subtle hint. It's a medium to subtle hint. It's a subtle to high hint. You know, it's just all over the place. Yeah, uh, this is definitely the high hint. Uh,
1: smooth, uh, so that that is definitely a little change. So I, I think there's been a, a slight change to the base malt bill. Say that some more debittered mm-hmm. malts went in this, so it's a little bit smoother. Uh, I like that.
0: Yeah, and then you know, alcohol burn is just not there in no, the twelve percent beer, which is. Something that I think since the first time that we brewed this, we've been a little bit more cognizant of when we're brewing, you know, non-barrel aged stouts. Like our our barrel aged stouts are hotter when they're coming straight out of the fermenter before going into barrels. But then this one, meant to be not aged, um, you know, took that into account in building the malt bill and fermentation temps and whatnot.
1: Definitely uh, very little. I mean, there's there's some heat on the back. I mean, it's twelve percent, folks. This is not not for lightweights. I'm just gonna say that. Oh, huge! <laughs> this is. This is maple There's some coffee. <laughs> I'm getting the coffee now. It is starting to come through. It's that, those, those great light coffee notes uh, mm-hmm. that you guys are so great at. This is a maple stout first and foremost now, folks.
0: <laughs> I get the most coffee on the, on the tail end of, you know, yeah. of the bitterness side of it. You, know, you get a little bit of that bitterness from, uh, from the roast. But, yeah, maple definitely kind of masks on the nose and is the predominant smell that I get. So it'll be interesting to see
1: i still got a couple of bottles of the OG. Oh, yeah? And nice. uh, they aged pretty well. Huh? Uh, so obviously, coffee drops off fairly quickly. It's Coffee is very much like hops
0: uh, in flavoring. Minus the whole green pepper trick that I hate.
1: Yeah. Oh.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, did, I didn't get any of the bottles that I had sitting down that were peppery. A lot of times when you have coffee that ages in a stout, you'll get green pepper that grows out of it, and that's just not really pleasant. No. For mine, they were just kind of faded. Yep. Like, it was hard... Hey, I'll take faded faded over uh, bell pepper any day.
1: Absolutely. So (laughs) just a little faded. So, but as I'd mentioned, there's really only one way to get this. Let's talk about the beer calendar. Oh my gosh.
0: So this, this came out of a COVID, like what the hell are we going to do? We're sitting here in like july of 2020 and have so much beer coming out of our eyeballs in every orifice because we had production schedules planned and a lot of the beers that we do are more timeline than a hey there's a global pandemic going on so we had stuff aging we had stuff you know long term um, on the lagering side of things a lot of sour and wild that was sitting aging away in oak barrels and we're like well we got to make money (laughs) because our taproom's closed like we lost that we sold a half a million dollars less pints last year talk about a kick in the pants but so we're like let's Let's, let's let's make an advent calendar. And we counted up all the beers that we had, and we had 36 different beers that were either in production or aging that we could pull out and put into an advent calendar. So this was probably like August that we kind of came to the fruition. Yep, we should do this. And then so end of August, we're starting to look for boxes, which take like two months to get produced, you know, going through. And like, hey, can we get a box that has all the flaps for an advent calendar that you open up a different beer every day? And, uh, we found a supplier to make the boxes and ended up putting, yeah, 24 different beers, all mob craft beers in this craft beer advent calendar. And we sold, um, 2,200 of them last year, which was huge for, you know, the middle of a pandemic and you're still (laughs) needing to make a bunch of revenue, but we learned a lot along the way, um, each advent calendar might have been a little different because there were 36 different beers that oh, went into sure. 24 <laughs> slots. So we had people like across the country buying them online, and they were like, I was drinking them with my cousin, and they got different beers. You assholes. I'm like, I'm sorry. Whoops. And then our, the boxes were a little compromised on one of the folds that was teared, and we had somebody that said uh, they wanted their money back because we ruined the secret because oh. <laughs> the, there was a tear in the box. Because that's the most important part. We give them their money back because you always do that, but it's like you couldn't, you, you just couldn't. Like, you didn't have to take the beer out of the box. You could have just, like, not <laughs> looked. looked in it. And, right. You, know, you, you don't have to open it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so last year was, like, a shit show. Um, we, we packaged it over the course of a weekend. Like, all of our staff just worked, you know, 12-hour days on Saturday and Sunday, and we hand-filled 2,200 different Advent calendar boxes. Holy oh, no. cow. This year, we decided to shoot for the moon, as I normally like to yeah. do, and we're like, let's do 7,000. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Now, obviously, at 7,000, uh, <laughs> these can be bought around, around the country.
0: Yeah, we've um, normal distribution. Um, you can, on our website, mobcraftbeer.com slash advent, there's a map that has every store that has it, and it's in Minnesota. So we launched into the state of Minnesota this year, moved deeper into Illinois, um, and then obviously the whole state of Wisconsin. So those three, three states have advent calendars in liquor stores. Uh, about 4,500 went to those liquor stores. And then in the 17 states that we can ship to, uh, we can mail them out straight to your door, and those are all going to be uh, mailed out before the first of December.
1: Awesome, fantastic! So, yeah,
0: again, so we can uh, go to the website
1: or check your local stores, right?
0: Yep, exactly. Yeah, just um, if you go to our website first, you can find that map and see wherever is close by. Obviously, call them and, and ask. We actually had one of the owners of one of the big liquor store chains in Minnesota that bought them, call and like, hey, can we buy the rest of your inventory? Like, no, it's gone. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, this picture. is just not some ordinary.
1: <laughs> Advent calendar there's something special there is a there's contest there is a solid non-fail in it well there is a solid non-fail i mean that just makes it that much more special this mm-hmm. year but you've got
0: a little contest
1: going that yeah yeah
0: so um cheers to 24 beers we launched it last year just thinking like hey what would be fun for people to do and if you look at that hashtag on Instagram, it is hilarious. People were building, like, elaborate sets, like, bringing <laughs> out action figures. Like, Drum was in it last year, the Icebox, and so we had, like, the Abominable Snowman, and people, like, built sets for each individual beer wow. uh, because we pick uh, one lucky winner to win free beer for a year. Um, that checks into each one of the beers on, on Instagram and Facebook, or Instagram or Facebook. This year we're probably gonna have some nice runner-up prizes too but just a fun way to do something fun with the with the calendar and each day you know you can log on to that hashtag and see like hundreds of people like taking their pictures of this specific beer you know all drinking it at the same time So oh,
1: that's awesome it really drives engagement well and it's well. it's a
0: fun way too to get a ton of different beers out because yeah. this year we said instead of just you know dumping what's in our warehouse that we have to sell to not go out of business during COVID, we brewed 24 sequential batches of beer well not sequential because some of them were aged but um 24 batches of beer so 10 of the beers are flagships or seasonals and then there's 14 one-off beers in there that we just you know hey josh what beer have you been wanting to brew forever all right let's brew it hey adam what kind of beers have you been wanting to brew so things that are completely out of our normal rotation of beers there's a crowdsource beer that's in there yeah so you'll be able to try some fun stuff awesome and uh fun stuff is like mobcraft's tagline yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's <laughs> normal beers in there. One of the complaints last year is that we had too many sours because I think we had yeah. like seven sours in it last year. So there's well, three if only, sours this if year. If only you were a
1: gold medal winning <laughs> sour, brewery. you know, so, <laughs> yeah, sour and wild focus. <laughs> but uh,
0: so it's it's much more. Um, there's a lot of variation in it. It was a little yeah. sour heavy. Now it's just a little sour um, blended. You know, that's a, yeah. They're blended sours too. So it's a good mix. How about awesome. that? Awesome.
1: You mentioned uh, expanding into Minnesota just yep. this, this past year. That's not the only places on the Mobcraft roadmap for expansion. <laughs> just recently announced is a massive expansion. Yeah, yeah.
0: we've been uh, working real hard on what are we going to do next with Mobcraft other than making advent calendars and rebrewing <laughs> solid non Those are both fun things. Uh, but we wanted to expand our business to different locations. So we decided uh, we really liked the taproom that we built in Milwaukee and loved the ability to have our customers you know, at arm's length away and really do a lot more innovation and crowdsource brewing. Um, So we opened up or decided to open up a lot more tap rooms. And the first three on our list are in Denver, which should open up um, probably still in 2021, maybe early 2022. Then we've got a spot in Waterford that's going to open up full kitchen in that space. Um, Abby, who is running the kitchen here, is developing a whole new menu for that location. Um, And then we're going to have another one in Woodstock, Illinois. So each one will be much smaller on the brewing side of things, but we'll be able to produce a lot more small batch stuff. Um, three and a half barrel brew houses that are there is 90 gallons, which mm. is one tenth the size of our mob facility here. <laughs> so it really opens up the door to turn more ideas into beer and work with more you know, collaboration partners and brew fun one-off beers here and there.
1: And what's the size of the brewery in Denver? I mean, it the the Denver The Denver's
0: huge. a seven-barrel brew house. Okay. Um, it was an existing brewery and restaurant that went out of business in 2019. So we uh, started leasing that in September of 2021 and are just kind of chipping away at renovations and permitting to get that off the ground. Uh, it's a really cool location, if you know anything about beer. Denver's a pretty cool beer city. Yes, it is. So um, this is in the neighborhood called River North. Well, it's not in River North. Rhino is the neighborhood it's where like all the hip and trendy, cool breweries and distilleries are. This is just south of that. It's about eight blocks from Coors Field, uh, right next to a brewery called Great Divide, which you've probably heard of. Oh, yeah. And uh, Woods Boss. Those are the two closest um, to where we're at. And Jagged Mountain's right around the corner. Uh, our mutual friend... Um, Ratio Ale Works. There's probably 15 breweries you can walk to in about three miles or so. Wow. So it is a beer paradise down there. Uh, what are the plans for the type of
1: beers that there is there going to be a, a local Denver crowdsourcing or is it yeah. still going to come from. We, we toyed uh, the with the that
0: forever. Um, we decided that. Mobcraft Milwaukee has a canning line. So for the time being, that's where we wanted to can most of our beers. So most of everything that's going to come out in those other locations will be draft only. We'll probably bring in a mobile canner here or there for some specialty stuff. Um, but we wanted to have the crowdsource program, you know, live in Milwaukee and fly yeah. people out here to come and brew. I mean, it's our big system. It's our flagship system. You know, we love bringing people down here. Obviously, when you came down for the uh, OG um, Tap Takeover podcast, Solid Non-Fail Stout Brew Day, we had a lot of fun. Yeah, we, we like um, doing that all the time.
1: Go ahead and check back on those episodes and you'll see how much fun. Uh, I think we <laughs> end up with like four or five episodes describing the life cycle. In, in fact, if anyone is interested in submitting their own ideas, you can see what goes into brewing a mobcraft beer.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty easy. We always go by the tagline, like, we turn ideas into beer. You know, it doesn't have to be hard, complex, crazy. You don't have to be a brewmaster. Most things that we get are just that, just fun ideas that people want to see that they either really liked from a brewery that made it years ago and they haven't tried in a while, or completely new concepts that they've never tried. Like, the other one we can try here is our uh, Punderstruck ACD slash C which is an American Cascadian dark ale with cherries season to says forthcoming. (laughs) Hey, those are just letters, just letters of the alphabet. (laughs) It just happens
1: to rhyme with a certain band. Well, it is an ACDC. It's American Cascadian dark
0: with cherries. Yeah, I'm
1: excited. So I'm a huge fan of black IPAs, Cascadian dark ales. Disappointed when, I don't know, that fad went away, though there were some bad ones. I think that's what ended up killing it uh, you had some well, really that's itchy beers. Well, what kills everything.
0: Like that's what killed almost killed sour beers, especially in the Midwest and people were like, "Oops, this beer's sour." So, it's a sour. It's like, "No, that was unintentional." <laughs> no, bad, that's just a bad don't beer. Don't sell that. Bad, bad. <laughs> so.
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So, big hop notes uh, and a slight rosy character. Mm-hmm. Like you got to have a little bit. Yeah. But more but not uh, heavy at all. I mean, this is light. And that's like one of the things I disliked the most was you'd get some like basically overhopped hop quarter. Yeah, yeah. Like, no oh, well, oh. that's that's not what this is. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Dark
0: in color, nice little bit of roast that's in there, but then I think the predominant there is using West Coast hops. You know, Cascade mm. just screams Black IPA. I mean, you don't want fruity, juicy. You know, right. in, in your no, Black IPA, you wouldn't IPA. be putting this citra has cherries or in it. But you know, that's a, just a little a little subtle undertone of the cherry in there. Yeah. Now this is a hint, Henry. <laughs> There's a hint of cherry in this. I, mean, uh, which, which, I attribute that to like the sweetness in this beer is cherry.
1: Yeah, I mean to me it almost comes across as um, almost a hop flavor sweetness. Mm-hmm. That it's it is there in the background. It's complementing uh, the other flavors uh, of the beer. So,
0: well, I'm pulling out my hintometer, and this is um, a subtle hint on the hintometer. <laughs> so,
1: we talked about expansion. Uh, yes. You got at least three <laughs> new expansions requires a lot of capital hence uh, why
0: you can't even hear my brain making noises right now because I'm a little <laughs> bit slow
1: <laughs> a lot of capital requires a lot of investment mm-hmm. and again mobcraft is reaching into that bag yeah. of crowdsourcing mm-hmm. to allow our listeners and anyone else that is interested uh, in investing can invest in mobcraft you tell us about this
0: yeah so when we, when we launched the brewery, you know, dubbing ourselves as the world's only crowdsourced brewery, it only made sense that when we wanted to expand, we wanted to bring all of our fans in as owners in the company. So we feel like we've got a pretty innovative model of how we turn ideas into beer and the way that we go about things um, that we think we can make a pretty profitable company as we add taproom locations. One of the facts that just amazes people and blows their minds, when I sell a keg to the distributor, I make about 50 cents a pint. When I sell a pint across the bar, I make about $4.30 a pint. (laughs) Which one do you think we're going to do more, right? Yeah, more tap room. Yep. The goal is to take, you know, Mobcraft Milwaukee, where we've got all of our admin, all of our support teams, and then all the policies and procedures and HR handbooks and manuals and shit that we've put together over the past eight years, you know, and use that for the foundation of opening up a lot more locations that can be, you know, higher profit centers um, that open up in, in different, you know, cities. So with this equity crowdfunding round, uh, we're selling shares in Mobcraft. You know, so it's much like a publicly traded company that you would buy on the stock market. Um, but there's a lot of rules and regulations that went into letting that happen and being legal. So we did register with the Securities and Exchange Commission. They have something called the Regulation CF round, which is a crowdfunding round. So you register the securities, you have to go through a specific portal that the SEC trusts to make sure that you're not you know, duping grandma into giving you her life savings type of deal. So they do their due diligence, the portal does their due diligence, um, and then you put your deal terms up there and um, sell shares. So we've got about 280 investors so far, um, we've raised $580,000 for wow. the round, and my thought process is that it's about an average of 500k to open up each location. Uh, So we're hoping on raising a million and a half for three new locations and then another 750K for the Milwaukee home front to be able to build like a whole new building on the butt end of this brewery um, to kind of house all of the infrastructure needs that we will have for having three more tap rooms. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So it's been super, super fun to have so many people jump on board to the round so far and just be really excited about it. You know, there's a bunch of perks that go along with it as well. Like you know, 250 bucks, and we will we're, we want to come up with a new seasonal brand that that fills out our portfolio. So like minimum investment, yes, you own your shares. You get your you know your ROI that comes down in the future as we continue to be a profitable company and give dividends out to our shareholders. But then you also get these fun perks. So building a new beer with us, there's some swag that comes along the way. Mug club membership for life. Um, entrance to all of our rare beer clubs like Sour Society. Um, so, yeah, some really fun things along the way, in addition to just having an investment that, you know, is outside of the norm of your 401k.
1: Yeah, no, this is a, 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 a an investment that you can really drink. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's an investment she, you can choose to. Yeah, there we go. That's that's much better. And,
0: well, we wanted to make it accessible, too. It's not like everybody is, you know, super flush with cash to be able to invest boo bucks, but... You know 250 bucks is the minimum and that's just how we feel our company is just it's that it's how we operate you know everything that we do from uh internal structure is collaborative you know when we go out and launch new ideas it's not like henry being king dick on the top of the podium being like hey i'm the ceo do whatever i say all the beers that we make are expressions of our brewer's personalities if somebody wants to you know explore this style or explore this yeast strain we're not going to invest millions of dollars into it but Let's ideate, let's let's come up with new stuff. It's in the you know the DNA of our company. So we want that, that voice to come from our shareholders as well. Instead of having, you know, one specific big entity that owns the majority stake in our company and tells us what to do. We want to have a bunch of individuals that are fans and you know trust the, the goals that we have for the company and help us grow it. Awesome. So if
1: people are interested in uh, investing in mobcraft, how, how do they go about that?
0: At ww.com/slash mobcraft there's not a slash in there. It's mobcraftbeer.com slash invest. I don't know if you have to do the www. You never no, know. No, Not
1: anymore. We're, we're beyond the 90s.
0: Well, sometimes when you have redirect <laughs> URLs, you need to. Gotcha. That's what somebody told me, but they could have been wrong, too. <laughs> See, look, must type the www. Oh, right wow. Right there
1: for the advent beer calendar that's interesting
0: so yeah and that takes you to WeFunder, which is the portal that we're going through um that campaign will probably be up until the you know first part of 2022 so we'll close out each uh 500k in like a rolling close so we're closing out the first portion right now that's going to go to finish off the denver location and then launch a little bit of the waterford location and that spot's going to be so cool it's got like 400 feet of river frontage so you'll be able to sit at fire pits, drinking beer, wow. outside bar, right on the river. I've heard there's pretty good walleye fishing down there too, so wow. I don't know. <laughs> Bring your pole, I guess. Bring your pole. You can launch canoes from there. Oh, now that's cool. And then cool. you can canoe all the way to Illinois, which is wow. pretty sweet. And then there's a brewery called uh, McHenry Brewing Company that you can canoe to, and that's the uh, the last last brewery that you can canoe to, first and last on the <laughs> river from here to there. Actually, you can stop in Burlington and go to two breweries there too.
1: Oh, that's Awesome. So,
0: Henry, we got one more beer here to taste. Uh, it is oh, I've the just been tasting them all however I wanted to. So yeah, so, someone's been uh, you're, drinking ahead. You're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> I have a hiding beer that's hiding. Uh-oh. Yeah. All right, well, let's get to this. Okay. Um, yeah, so this is uh, Dry Hop Kolsch. It's just a nice beer. At the end of the day, you know, sipping on something that's not going to kick your pants and make you fall over, like the first beer we tried, 12%er. Yep. This is just a good beer. Nice, subtle, dry-hopped Kolsch. Um, yep. Oddball is a Kolsch that we make all the time, so we have that yeast in-house, and we wanted to do something that was a little bit more hoppy when we were looking for Advent Calendar beers and something that we just want to pound a shitload of as well. Yeah, let's go with the dry hop Kolsch.
1: That's so, awesome. That's It's it
0: It's really smooth, very clean, very clear. Awesome job. True, true. Yeah, filtration at its <laughs> finest. Not something we do with, uh, oh gosh, we, um, we've got some... Yeah, slushy beer coming down the pipeline in a couple of weeks. That's that's ridiculous. It's like 60% beer and 40% just pureed fruit. Yes, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Like,
1: the bright tank uh, puree going in
0: there, and that's <laughs> just that's the way it is. That's what puree, the kids a-septic puree. That's what the kids like these days. Yeah. Yeah. And hence why we have a uh, dry hop kolsch and that too because we want to experiment with different styles. We want to make new stuff all the time, come back to some tried and true things and zip around beer. So no, it, it is really, it is really a solid success. Oh, thank you, thank you. It's a solid. Yeah, yeah. I can see how you can't say solid without non-fail at the end of it very yeah, often. It
1: is it is well, we are a solid non-fail production
0: here. So, <laughs> well, I have, I have one more mystery beer. I'm going to forget right. it. Pause. We, Don't actually pause, but you can pause <laughs> if you want to. Bop, bop, oh, Padisha. Uh, it's pronounced Padisha. Just kidding.
1: Sorry, I've only watched the Dune movie. That's the only <laughs> place I know how Padashaw is pronounced. You
0: know, people say Padisha when they come into the tap room. But yes, okay. it is Padishah. <laughs> okay. Uh no, that is the year ten thousand one hundred and ninety one. <laughs> so <laughs> this beer we went a little bit out of control this year with Padishah releases. Oh, I'm getting a ton of oak on the nose. Mm-hmm. Like uh, this is obviously barrel aged style because
1: yeah. Huge oak notes, right on the nose.
0: So Paddishaw is our our just love child of barrel aged stout. Um, we have grown an affinity for barrels, so we don't do adjunct Paddishaw very often, but okay. we do lots and lots and lots of single barrel. We have seventeen single barrel Paddishaws coming out this year. Wow. Yeah. So the one that we're sipping on right now um, is a J. Henry barrel. So J. Henry is a distillery that's in Dane, Wisconsin, north of Madison, and they gave us their eight-year whiskey barrels oh, to wow. age Patteshaw in.
1: Now, if you know J. Henry, that's like one of their longest. First. Yeah. Wow, because most of them are five. Yeah. Because yeah.
0: they, they're smaller barrels. I don't think they're – are they doing a uh, full-size nope, barrel No, they're, they're 53. Okay. So, yeah, so this was really fun. Vince, who's our sales guy, last year he was out selling Patteshaw. And he was starting to talk to accounts that did single barrel barrel picks, and they said, "Hey, can you, you know, age Paddishaw in one of our barrels that we did in a barrel pick?" And we said yes. And we said yes a lot of times. So there are that many different variations floating around. Um, so there are going to be four of them at uh, Mobcraft, Milwaukee Stout Fest. We're releasing a mixed four pack of all of our variants, and then there's another like hell, handful of them that are floating around the state from you know, Woodman's to Festival Foods to, you know, all sorts of different liquor stores. All right. And when is Stout Fest this year? (sighs) December 15th, 12th? 12th. I want to say it's the 12th because that's most likely a Saturday in December. But Stout Fest is a really fun time. It's my favorite style of beer. I love dark, dark malty beers, barrel-aged beers. Um, So this is our celebration of stouts. It is Saturday, December 11th and we'll have most likely 27 stouts on tap. Awesome. Stout I mean we'll probably have three porters on there, so 25 stouts. Stouts um, little brother, yeah. got to take along. Colch will be on tap for the non-believers. <laughs> I don't know who's going to a stout festival? No, it's not no, for like me. A well, we get a lot of people that are like, "Hey, let's go to Momcraft on a Saturday." And then uh. it's like 20 stouts and they're like, "Oh, I wanted to leave Mobcraft, not put my cot in the back. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's a fun, sticky mess. Um, just, it's great. So my favorite part about this is at Stout Fest it'll probably be the only time that you can try a lot of the side-by-sides of different Patisserie variants. Um, and this one I just pulled warm out of the back, so that's why it's...
1: Well, that's all right. Oh, I mean, this There's so this much raisin be... on this. Yeah. Oh, yum. Yeah, a mm. lot of raisin, a lot of date. So, yeah, yeah. I, I'm getting... All those flavors and uh, the bouquet on this is just... It, that's
0: what's striking me the most.
1: It, it's a fantastic mm-hmm. smell on this.
0: Yeah, it really hits all those dark fruits. You know, that's the... Well, the deeper your nose gets into it, the more, like, bourbon and booze you get. Sorry, I should have brought this in a snifter instead of a sample glass. But, you know, at the surface, you definitely get all those figs and raisins. But then as you shove your schnaj in there a little bit more, you definitely get the booze and the bourbon and the just heat. We've got... Uh, So much. There's a Weller barrel. There's old elk. There's there's so many different spirits that are that this beer is aged in. Wow, that that's awesome. This is actually the first time I've tried this beer too, and any of the Paddishaws from this year. So,
1: oh, okay. It's a
0: blind taste test for me too. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, job well done. Thank you. Thank you. I'll pass (laughs) the uh, the congratulations (laughs) on to all of our brewers, which are not me, sadly. (laughs) (laughs) You start a brewery to uh, do all the non fun stuff, which I've probably told you a million times. But, right. hey, I get to open up all the new locations, and that's a blast, too. That's so. cool.
1: You know, including, uh, I forgot to mention, uh, going back to Denver is a bit of a homecoming
0: Yeah, for yeah. I grew up in Lakewood, so uh, a suburb of Denver, almost into the mountains. So my cousins and family, dad's side of the family are all down there, and uh, my aunt and uncle, my mom's side of the family. So a lot of good relatives there. And then a bunch of friends, brewery friends, like old friends from growing up. Like half the state is from Wisconsin anyways. So, like, you walk into a, a, a tap room, and you start chatting up a bartender, and um, they're usually from Wisconsin. <laughs> like, no joke. The bartender at Ratio Aleworks lived in that apartment building right next to Mobcraft for five wow. years. And we're just sitting, like, hey, chatting. We're opening up a brewery right down the road. Like, oh, yeah, where are you from? Mobcraft from Milwaukee. Like, oh, no way. I know Mobcraft. I used to live right next to you. <laughs> yep, yep. So, we'll be, like, the sole smuggler of cheese curds into the state, I think. Awesome. like we'll ship some beers down and then like mostly just cheese curds
1: that's right yeah uh, bootleg cheese curds uh, covered up with the beer <laughs> <laughs> they'll take the beer and leave the cheese curds
0: But yeah it's gonna be a spot so anytime you come down for a great American beer festival or anything along those lines if you need to have tap takeover podcast headquarters and do some live streams from somewhere you know let us be your home absolutely yeah if we ever get the budget for that we will be we'll be there we'll be headquartered there's mob always a Denver. budget for it. You just got to find it somewhere. The <laughs> <laughs> Press passes, man. You got those. All right. Well, Henry, <laughs> as, as
1: we drink the last of the Padishaw, uh, looks like we're all out of beer here for today until you brew some more. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but womp thanks womp. for spending a little time with us Definitely. today. And uh, best you. of luck on your expansion.
0: I'm glad and you weren't very harsh on the uh, solid non-fail. I was just thinking you were going to, like, uh, I don't know, I you, you came in pretty hot. You were like, hey, if this beer doesn't meet my satisfaction, I'm going to smack right. you. See? And I have not been smacked yet, so that feels great. No, no. Uh, I would have dialed
1: <laughs> back the maple a bit. Uh, I'm glad to see, season. again, you went all in on some crazy dude who came off the street and said, hey, let's brew a beer. And you went, yes. That will always be
0: special, Henry. So You know what? Sniff it again. Now that we've been sitting here for a half hour. Do you, get, you still get more maple than coffee? Oh, it, there's so much maple. I get more <laughs> coffee than maple now. Maybe that's because I've been drinking the shop but... The experiment of how a beer warms. Yes. Oh, that's Still get maple sweetness, but I got a little more coffee on the nose as it heated up. Anyway, semantics. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Henry, thanks again. Uh, really
1: appreciate all the time you spend with us, and uh, this has been another solid, non-fail production.
0: Cheers. Cheers.
1: That there's no